So we had a week off, and I would like to thank Dara and Martin at Wrestling Rewind for timely producing eight episodes for us to go through and give you some content to listen to on the Truth in Your Show channel this week. Everything falls into the place like a majestic thing that it is. Today, we are going back to the G-Rex tournament from Glate, and I've got a brand new guest on the Truth in Your Show to talk all about Glate in the manner that we normally kind of like from time to time, someone who's got out of their wheelhouse to embrace a new wrestling experience. Will you please welcome Mr. Matt Roberts? How are you, sir? I'm very good, my friend. How are you doing today? You feel it, you feel much better, I take it. I am, yes. After I managed to get my eye recovered, that took four days. I then cricked my neck and had to have another day off work because I couldn't move. <sighs> that sounds rather painful, I'm not gonna lie. It was. I couldn't move to the my I had a lot of ibuprofen gel on me. <laughs> For about a day and then I slept on it and it was fine but the day before I couldn't go to work because I physically couldn't drive my car because I couldn't turn my head left yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing how the ability to be able to turn your head would affect your driving I can see that yes it's just like I couldn't get it to the even look in a mirror it was just like <laughs> there is no point in me going there I'm not, the only thing I was doing at work that day was going to a council meeting because I'm a clerk for a parish council okay. and it's about 15 miles away. And I was like, well, I can't drive. That's not safe. And even if I'm there, I'm just going to be like, ah! Because it's like I tried combing my hair and it was a new adventure in pain. So, you know, it's... <laughs> getting old sucks, Matthew. I strongly do not recommend it. Um, yeah, I can't say something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> but there we are. However, uh, Matthew doesn't watch Kurarasa very often, nor does he watch Joshi. So I thought this would be right up his street. Yeah. And what did you what was your what were your idea going into this when I said it's kind of an all-rounder promotion? I think you might like it. What did you think? Well, do you know what we've we've had some conversations back and forth over Twitter in the past, and, and I, I've obviously seen the you know the, the type of stuff that, that, that you're more a fan of, and I thought, okay, th- this will be interesting. It was probably the first thing that, that sprang to <laughs> mind. And you know, you, that, that still rings true. It was interesting. Um yeah, that, that that's probably the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, it's it's for those of you who don't know, are new to Glee, I'll Glate. Okay, right. I'll explain the situation. Lindem Lindem Entertainment, uh, sorry, Ledet Entertainment wanted to start a promotion that kind of captured the great wrestling of the 1990s. There's lots of um, UWF style shoot style wrestling. There is an intact. They have bought the UWF name so they can promote UWF style matches. There is a lots of Japanese lucha style wrestling with Strong Hearts and Kazayashi. Kazayashi is booking the promotion. So there's loads of cool stuff going on. They also wanted to bring in some Joshi. So they've hired um, Miyachiko Miyagi, for those of you who know may know her from Cassandra uh, from uh, Sendai Girls. who's on the logo of this very show because she was in the King of Trionos final in 2017 when I took that picture, which is on the logo of the Troopy Show, uh, and also Yukiari Hasakawa, who has done a lot of work, was trained by Emi Sakura from AEW and from Gato Move and 
Chocker Pro and various other promotions. Um, so there's a big kind of the idea of more of a Western idea, really, of the three ring circus of wrestling. If you don't like the Tigers, you might like the Clowns. And that's kind of what they're going for. Um, they have picked like three of the most disparate <laughs> forms mm. of professional wrestling. And then they only want one world champion, the G-Rex champion. So a lot of the shooter guys are now wrestling the Lucha guys, which makes an entire different level of cool in my book. Um, so we'll get to that in the tournament. Is there anything else you wanted to say when you kind of like saw the production values of this company? Because I think they're actually one of the most impressive things about a small professional wrestling company that Glate seem to get right every time. They present they, they present things really well. They, they do. I'll, I'll give them credit for that. I mean, to, to be fair, seeing as it is a fairly new promotion, I, I'm definitely going to have to be quite forgiving with some things. But I, I mean, above all else, I mean, it's just a personal preference. But for me, I need commentary in professional wrestling it's, it's just I can't, it's something like i can't do without and when i first started watching i was like oh my god there isn't any <laughs> I, I literally thought this is going to be hard work and I, I tell you what honestly like if it wasn't for some of the quality of some of the matches it would have been a lot harder because you just need somebody to explain what's going on sometimes and again like i said i'm, I'm going to be a bit more forgiving because it, it's still a fairly you know sort of new promotion but You've you've just got to have it. I, it just it's one of those things. I just think <laughs> it's non-negotiable. I mean, especially with the idea that you know that they've got a lot of sort of MMA guys or you know MMA style. Yeah. You need people on the commentary team to tell you what they're doing to set things up. And you know, like I, I'm a big MMA fan, so there's a lot of stuff that I could see that they were doing. I was like, oh. But I know what they're doing. They're trying to pass somebody's guard to get the blah, blah, blah position. And I know yeah. that after watching so much MMA, mm. but your, your average fan is not going to have a flipping clue. So <laughs> you need that person to explain it. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's probably my biggest bugbearer is no commentary. I, I will say that the boss of Ledette Entertainment um, does actually retweet us every time we recover a Gleet show. Glate show. Glate show. So... I'm hoping that one day he might like listen to us and go, ah, English commentary. We could do that. Um, Michelle, who um, does commentary for FMW, um, uh, when they're doing, she lives in Tokyo, Queen, Queen of Tokyo, as she calls herself, <laughs> deathmatch journalist and photographer. Um, she says her dream is to is to commentate on, uh, do an English language commentary on, on Glate, but um, she, her sense of humour is a bit, maybe a bit left field for them. I'm not really sure. It's a bit, she's got to be a bit serious for this job. So, but I, I agree with you. I think what they kind of were going for, well, look, if there's no commentary on it, we can't alienate anyone because it's not Japanese commentary and it's not English commentary or Spanish commentary. So everyone can watch it, which I don't think is a bad thing. And yeah. A lot of Japanese promotions don't bother with commentary on their releases. JWP is another one as well. So it's kind of, I think it's, it's kind of like of the culture of Japanese indie wrestling. But I do agree with you. I think, you know, they could do with an English commentary and there's maybe if they could get uh, Mark and Stu from Noah, I think they'd probably be the best ones to be able to do it for them as they do, like, live in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, not necessarily, not there's anything wrong with Ke um, Kevin Kelly and Chris John. They're ace, but mm -hmm. I would suggest that New Japan Pro Wrestling might have something to say about them working for somebody else, whereas Mark and Stu could probably get away with it. Um, yeah, I think I think it would be I think it would enhance things 
Um, however, I, I can and I can see where you're coming from. I think it would be really cool. But I, again, it's kind of one of them restrictions when you've got like 15 wrestlers on your roster and you've got to keep paying everyone. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it's one of those things that, you know, for just have to be quite forgiving of for the time being. But I, I'd like to think in the near future, it's you know even if they had you know Japanese commentary for now because you know I'm sure you could probably end up getting you know some form of subtitles so I'm sure we'd be able to work around that but yeah, yeah. in in the near future hopefully I think when they've gone on a Beamer TV they've had a couple of their shows have been picked up by a Beamer and they've put commentary on in Japanese for them right so I think I think it's not too far away in post production they could do these things normally these shows go up in post. Um, there is another show on Wednesday, which is live on YouTube but for the next round of the tournament. Um, this was the first shows we've seen from them outside of Tokyo. So it's been interesting to watch them and how they got on. Their first show was at Nagayo Aichi, Japan. It was at Natsuka Sports Center number two. And the attendance was 195 people, which wasn't bad in these COVID-inflected times because obviously in Japan, they're still very much under COVID restrictions and only can only get half the number of people in the arena. So, um, you know, normally this would have been a 400 crowd, but 200 is not too bad considering what's going on at the moment. And it opened with strong hearts, Seema, El Lindemann and Aisiki Anatsuki, and they defeated John Tonsho, Keichi Sato and Shigeo Eri in 13 minutes and 55 seconds. Have I got the right dates right around? Let's try that again. <laughs> yes, because I got the dates completely the wrong way around as I was looking at an open match. Okay. <laughs> no, we were at Osaka and we were at Mido Sky Building Stella Hall, which is a brilliant name. For an arena, I'll say that again. Umeda Sky Building Stellar Hall. <laughs> awesome. Uh, 265 in attendance, and it opened <laughs> with a completely different match, which was Issei Onitsaka and John Tonsho versus Keichi Saito and Tida. And Tonsho and Onitsaka took the win in 10 minutes and 20 seconds. This is very much a, a younger person's match in the style of the New Japan Young Boys. Not necessarily that they were young boys, because these guys are all freelancers and working for Bleak, which is a bit different. What's your thoughts on this particular matchup, Matt? The, the, this was good. The, the, this was quite a... This was a good way of, of introducing me, you know, not only to the show, but to the promotion itself. Um, and I do apologize in advance because I'm not going to remember anybody's names. I'm not going to be able to pronounce any names. Half, <laughs> half of the time, I, I've written down things like the guy in the black gear or <laughs> the, the girl in the red wrestling tights. So, again, th those are the types of descriptions you're going to get. You're just going to have to bear with me. <laughs> but, but as far as the bass court it goes, yeah, it, it was. It was quite... It was a lot of sort of acrobatic stuff, um, which was very cool. The, the one thing that I've noticed a lot, especially after watching, you know, the, the whole of the show, uh, you know, whole of the two shows, is that a lot of these guys use the ring ropes in a lot in a lot more interesting ways than I've seen before. Mm. And, and it's only little things here and there. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Just like some of the moves that I've seen that I've never seen done before, just like surrounding the ring ropes is just really, really cool. And I've never seen anything like it. So like little things like that, which make them stand out. That's great. Um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, they, they do a lot more sort of, you know, that, that hard hitting style again, as an MMA fan, that is something that does appeal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's anything of the sort of Japanese style that I really don't like, and you're probably going to hear me rant about it a fair few times today, it, it is the whole sort of chop off, for lack of a better term. <laughs> oh, it's, the stare down and um, back and forth. Yeah, I, 
it's really one that bothers me. I just almost to the point of the second it happens, I immediately switch off because it it just no it not only does it not work for me, but it, it actively bothers me. It's <laughs> it, 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 it's just the most stupid thing. It's just I'm gonna hit you as hard as I can, and then I'm gonna let you do it to me. And I, again, as, as somebody who's quite the MMA fan, let me tell you. They don't do that in MMA. <laughs> and if they did, which don't get me wrong, they have done similar things on it on one or two occasions. The guy who initiates it often loses. So that's why they don't <laughs> do it. It's not a good idea. But besides the chop off, the rest of the match was pretty good. I think I think it's the same as anything else. When it's the right two guys doing it, it works. You know, me and uh, Christy discussed the Minoru Suzuki match in London uh, against Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And they literally did 10 minutes of chops and they had the crowd on the edge of their seats. But the main reason why is because it's Minoru Suzuki and Kazuchika Okada, arguably two of the best wrestlers of the last 30 years. And they could have, you know, sat there and played cribbage and the crowd would have been on the edge of their seats. So it, it, I can see why it doesn't appeal to you all of the time because it takes you out the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's the thing for me as well is like contrived stuff generally. Deathmatch wrestling is full of contrived stuff, which I, I have less of an issue with unless it's like them spending three minutes to set up a spot that doesn't look like doesn't look like it's worth the effort. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's like that's that's fine. I understand where you're coming from. With that That makes sense. Okay, then let's move on to our Joshi match for the evening, which was Sukasa Fujimoto of Ice Ribbon and Sukushi Haruka, the current Ice Ribbon Infinity Champion. And they defeated the hometown girls of Michiko, Michiko Miyagi and Yukikari Hosokawa in 10 minutes and 7 seconds. Hosokawa and Miyagi have kind of been on a bit of a losing streak as of late. We have a feeling, me and John, that they're building them up for something big because um, that's a, a noted Japanese booking technique of get your underdogs over by having them lose a lot. And Fujimoto is literally a living legend. She has been the ace of Ice Ribbon for pretty much the last eight years and was bequeathed the leadership of Joshi by Manami Toyota when she retired. And Aruka is no bad hand either. She can go. So this was a lot of fun. I do love Miyagi. And it's kind of interesting to see her now as kind of a straight wrestler because she was a character wrestler for so long in Stardom and Sendai Girls, and now she's just kind of being herself, which is this kind of happy-go-lucky, comical kind of wrestler, unless something serious happens, and then she, you get a dark mood turn, which is intriguing for me. And Asakawa has so much potential. What's your thoughts on this one, Matt? Uh, th th this is another one where, you know, please, for the love of God, don't ask me to, to pronounce anybody's names because it, it's, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I, I mean, I've written down things in this one, like the big one and the little one. Uh, yes. <laughs> Miyagi would be the big one. Hosokawa would be the small one. Thank you very much. Again, see, th this is one of those things where I think I, 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 it's sort of production value that would help. And I hate to harp on about you know, the, the MMA view of things, but it's so useful. Is what they would do is they'd have the names of the fighters periodically on the screen and what color trunks they wear in. <laughs> Something like that, especially for this, would be so helpful. So. Maybe they'll take note of that. But um, as far as the match goes, it, again, it, it was pretty good. I mean, the, the one thing that I did laugh at is one of the notes that I put down is pretty much 30 seconds in, 
that this is better than 90% of WWE women's matches. <laughs> it, it, it was just the, like, God, God bless the girls in WWE. You know, they, other than say, you know, your, your Sasha Bankses, your Oscars, your Baileys, what have you, you know, you've got your girls like Carmella's, Liv Morgan's and Zelina Vegas, who, who really do try but my God, they couldn't do this type of match if, yeah. if they tried. They really couldn't. It, it, there was so much going for this. Um, <laughs> it was just really good. They, they, there's loads of cool moves. They, they, they tag matches on these shows. They work well as a team, and they do team moves, which you just don't see. <laughs> you know, that's the point. <laughs> you know, who'd have thought that the idea of a tag team is to work together? You know, but. They do, and they did it great. And you know, like I said, it, it was really effective. It was a really good match. Yeah, I think this is it. <laughs> Can they coexist? Well, they'll have to. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's this is the thing. It's like um, Hosokawa was trained by Ami Sakura, I think, because she was, uh, yeah, she was in Dairo Project, so she kind of has her kind of. Emi Sakura style and Miyagi comes from the Sendai girls make a Satomura kind of attitude to Joshi, which is, you know, Sakura and Satomura are very good mates and they've been mates for years. So they, they've kind of rubbed off on each other. So you can tell from their mentors, they're going to kind of blend well. And then Hiroka, Haruka and Fujimoto have been tagging together in Ice Ribbon for ages. So everything clicks. And it kind of reminds me of Joshi in the 90s in the sense of Joshi in the 90s was ah you're 16 years old and if you don't get your attention your entire career could go down the pan in this one match go and everyone wrestled like hell for leather um and these four still do that that <laughs> there's no chill they're after it and it just doesn't slow down and that's what Joshi wrestling should be about to me it's like especially at like in the opening matches level, it should slow down at the main event level to tell a better story. But what makes Joshi work really well is the fact it's all action and it grabs your attention in such a visceral way. The finish was great as well. The um, the, the sort of sub- I, I don't know the name of the submission that, that they had, but it, it was sort of like choking her with her own arms. I was like, <laughs> God! I was like, you you just don't see stuff like that very often. I was like, that's a creative little finish. Uh, it was the no. I'm trying to see. It, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Fujimoto. One was it? I can't. It was Hiroka who won. And just looking at her list of finishes. Uh, second rope. No, that's it. It's not on their list of finishes. So I can't. I can't remember exactly mm. um, what it was called. But yeah, they they do try and do different finishes and like they're, they're trying after different things. I think that's the one thing about Joshi is the. They try and innovate as well. They try new stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. So something a bit more in your kind of bag uh, was the UWF Rules Tag Team Match. Seishio Ikimoto and Yui Izuka defeated Jiro Matsui and Takuki Fuke in nine minutes and 22 seconds. Um, Matsui got submitted by Iska, I think. I believe I can remember the, the, the final result. This was very good. I really enjoy this. Um, I, one thing I think, from a production point of view, you probably appreciated was there was a um, overview of UWF rules before they started, which is always handy. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I well, I, I'm assuming that's what it was because yeah, but yeah. this is where I was like, 
okay, there's some form of instructional video. Okay. <laughs> I, I, try, I tried to muddle along and understand what it was. Yes. So for those of you unfamiliar, the, the UWF Ledette rules are this. Um, I think it, you just start with five points each. Every rope break, they take off a point. And every knockdown, they take off a point. So you can either lose by submission, knockout, or points. So they've streamlined the UWF rules, which are a bit more complicated than that. But that's basically it. Which means, of course, is the matches can't go that long because only five points is not a lot to play with. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm liking the the, the UWF revival from the Entertainment because they've got some good wrestlers who, who know what they're doing and can can work a lot of different styles as well. Um, they're also really old. Like Fuke is 53. He's been wrestling for 31 years. Good God. <laughs> Matsui is 49. He's ace. It's, just <laughs> it's like, if you look at the entrance video, like they've got the best entrance package of any promotion in the world. And everyone's pulling off these cool maneuvers and these odd submissions. Matsui just stands there and looks mean. <laughs> See, for, for me, this this was part of the part of the show, though, what I, I did put down there. This is especially where they needed your, you know, your, your commentary mm. team to, to explain what's going on because you know they, they were doing like you know different transitions into submissions and and things like that, which you really do need somebody to, to help explain what's going on because you know a, a lot of people watch it for the first time and just aren't going to get it. Um, but like I said, you know, we, we've you know we, we've gone there, but that's that's something that you know would would have been helpful. But as far as the match goes, it was great. I mean, parts of it reminded me of. Um, uh, Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe yeah. in, in TNA back in the day. Um, if I remember right, I'm sure it was their lockdown cage match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very sort of you know you know Angle famously taped his fists and you know and feet to to look like an MMA fight and and some you know some of it reminded me back to that. So you know which is no you know bad thing to be reminded of. No, no. I mean a lot of the stuff that that match came from the original UWF in the 1990s and 80s. Um, and that's what this UWF is trying to emulate in that sense. Um, you know, the the there's lots of stuff on Beginner's Guide to Japan if you want to go back and, and figure out how shoot wrestling became mixed martial arts, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But this is still in that 80s stage and there's still that. It's, it's, it's shoot wrestling. There is a predetermined finish, but everything up until 9 minutes and 20 seconds was not really thought out very well. It was just, let's see how hard we can hit one another. And that's what makes it, you know, realistic and, and kind of what this, that the older fans were looking for because they were always in search of realism in the 1990s. And what you define as realism is really interesting as to like the growth of wrestling in Japan. Because some people thought that pro wrestling was fine as it was and they tended to watch New Japan pro wrestling. Or if they wanted to see a more extreme version of traditional wrestling, they'd watch All Japan. But if they wanted something that was an actual sport, they would watch UWF, even though it wasn't an actual sport because they had predetermined finishes. But that's what gave us Pancras and that's what gave us Pride and you know and UFC really. So this is kind of like the evolutionary step style of wrestling. Ooh. But there we go. Right. Then we got to our G-Rex title first champion decision tournament second round match. So that in terms fast. Yes. I, I love Japanese promotions and Japan, Japan English. But <laughs> Giant Baba was the king of it. Like Giant Baba used phrases like like the the El Japan Tag Tournament in the 1990s was called Strongest Determination Tag League. 
<laughs> wow, <laughs> that's amazing. But he also he came, like he came up with great names as well for wrestlers, like Pete Roberts with British wrestler, very much in traditional British wrestling style. With a, was known as Judo Pete Roberts in the UK. When he went to Japan, Baba thinks one of our best foreign wrestlers called the Destroyer. What's better than a Destroyer? Super Destroyer Pete Roberts. <laughs> And there you go. <laughs> and instantly, Pete Roberts was a star. <laughs> Already a great technical wrestler, just got to have the right name. And Baba knew how to make those names work. And this is this is one of those G-Rex title first champion decision tournament. What a name. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, just, that's just great. Just take a bunch of words and chuck them in a hat, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, this match was El Linderman versus Soma Watanabe. He went for 13 minutes and 10 seconds. And Lindemann has been uh, a bit like, you know, uh, laughing a joke with his strong hearts mates and he kind of put his game face on for this one, which was nice to see because when he's wrestling serious, by gum, it's good. And Son Watanabe, I adore because I think he's probably the future of this tournament. He's 23 years old, carries himself like a main eventer already um, and is an exceptionally good professional wrestler. So I really enjoyed this. Uh, the guys at Cage Match give it 7.18, which I think is fairly reasonable. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Huh? Which which guy was uh, was well the best uh, the short blonde one? That's Al Linderman. Do you know what? He cracked me up throughout the entire day. <laughs> he looks like he's auditioning for Mister Olympia or something. Other <laughs> that, that he he has cornered the market in fake tan. I mean, a hundred percent. Like he's. God, he's got the fake tan on. I mean, he's unbelievably chiseled. And I was just thinking, like, I remember the rumours years ago um, of Vince McMahon wanting to have, like, a Mighty Mouse-type character. As yeah. Go, My God, there's your guy to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that would have been incredible. Um, but, like, yeah, other than uh, being dazzled by who I've you know, consistently written down as Mr. Olympia's fake tan... <laughs> um, this this was really good. You know, they they both were very good. Again, there's loads of stuff that they, they were able to pull off in it. Um, it, it. This was a really good match. Really enjoyed this. Yeah, no, the the tournament matches have been really fun because they've taken them seriously. You know, yeah. a lot of when they first started with Glate was they were trying to feel out where they could go with a limited roster. And as the roster's grown and they've got kind of sorted with the roster, it's made things a lot more. Like right, we can do serious stuff now, and so that was that was nice, and it was nice to see it. So yeah, I think this this was probably the match of the night. I think, um, but yeah, so this was cool. I really enjoyed this. So next up, we had what's been the main storyline of Glate over the last three or four months, which is Bulk Orchestra, which is the heel um, group of Hayato Tamura, who's in charge, Kazumi Sakamoto, Nobuhiro Shimatani and Ryuchi Kawakama, and whoever they can grab hold of uh, when they need him. Uh, Hiyuta Tamura has not been in a good mood since Boxing Day when they lost a five-on-five elimination match against Strong Hearts, and he was the person chosen to have his hair cut from the five losing team. He has been somewhat distressed since then, <laughs> um, as you can imagine. Um, and this was, they were up against uh, an interesting combination from Kolokant's Kaz Hayashi and Minoru Tanaka and Strong Hearts, Shigehiro, Iri and T-Hawk. So two promote two uh, factions within the company coming together against the common enemy. Unfortunately, they only found themselves some common problems 
as they lost, but it was a lot of fun getting there. And there were some cool spots of miscommunication as well, which sets the story up for the next show, which was nicely done, I thought. 12 minutes and 29 seconds, bit of a melee. What did you think of this one? This was crazy. Uh, <laughs> like, like, the second this, I was like, I mean, trying to take notes at the same time. I was like, where the hell is everybody? <laughs> Just everybody completely brawling all over the shop. But, but, but in a completely good way, though. So while, while it was crazy and, and totally out of control, it, it was really cool. I mean, I, I, I'm quite aware in sort of, you know, Japanese wrestling history that there's, there's been a lot of factions and factions are, are always been a bit of a big deal. So that was certainly something I was aware of coming into this. Um, but but again, like the the teamwork and the, the way that tag team matches are structured here is just is so much better. Um, and, and again, just little things like, you know, one of the moves they did where pretty much they had every guy in each corner and all just basically charged to somebody in the middle and just talked about that. Just little things like that. You just, you don't see very often. And it's no. just super entertaining. And, you know, you should do things like that more often. So, yeah, the, you know, the, this was another, you know, tick in the plus column. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's the... Japanese tag wrestling is an art form, but it's the best kind of tag wrestling because it's... They kind of let the five count go a little bit and they want to see a winner. The refs aren't like on everybody all the time. So as a result of that, you do get the double team maneuvers and you do get the saves. Like this match could not happen in WWE because they got disqualified the second time they did a save on anyone. You know, and it's like, that's the stuff that makes it exciting and interesting. You know, not only do you have to get a finisher, your partner has to keep the other guy occupied so you can get the pinfall, which adds layers to it, which is what tag team wrestling is supposed to be about. Um, not there's anything wrong with US tag wrestling, but there's a reason why the Young Bucks extended the five count to a 10 count when they developed AEW to make tag wrestling more interesting and perceivable in the rules of, of professional wrestling. And I think that, you know, and they got that from Japan. The idea was like, there isn't, there is a five count. You are supposed to get out, but refs are kind of like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it don't matter. People don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, we could disqualify you for this minor infringement and then everyone would riot. So let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and if you've seen a Japanese fight wrestling crowd that's angry, and I have, by gum, you would let them run over that five count. <laughs> um, but, yes, no, this 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 was, I, I think we said that the 10-man tag, the elimination 10-man match we saw on Boxing Day was, like, the best, one of the best tag matches we saw all of last year because it was insane. But a lot of it comes from the fact that Strong Hearts are originally Dragon Gate people, and Dragon Gate puts a lot of training based on Lucha Libre, which is where this style of match is obviously the king. You know, that's yeah. what they do all the time. Um, yeah. You know, and, and also in Japan, it's kind of like they don't do big singles matches all the time because they just wear themselves out. They spend most of their time doing tag team matches, and that's kind of what the draw is. So, yeah. so there we go. Well, we did have a singles match for the main event, which is another G-Rex title first champion decision tournament second round match where Takanori Ito defeated the living legend and a veteran and ace of the company, Sima, in 19 minutes and 57 seconds. This was outstanding work. I don't think it was quite as good as Lindemann and Watanabe, but I think there was a bit of a clash of styles issue. Sima's a Dragon Gate, Lucha Libre, high-flying wrestler, and Takanori Ito is a big kick-shoot fighter. So they don't always necessarily gel the way you want them to, even though Seema is arguably one of the best aerial wrestlers of the last 20 years, doesn't necessarily work with everyone. 
the way you want it to. However, outstanding work in this particular match and really outstanding work from Ito, who's proving, you know, um, really quite the draw for Ito, for, for Glate. I mean, he's a five-year pro. He wrestled, started off in the Wrestle 1 dojo um, and he's kind of not a very Wrestle 1 style wrestler at all. He's very much in the hook and shoot style. And I love the guy. I think he's great. He's got the posture, the size, he's charismatic, he can talk. Not that I can understand what he's saying, but I want to listen to him when he says stuff. <laughs> What's your thoughts on this match, Matt? Do you know, I, I'm not going to argue with you in the fact that they work really hard. However, th- this is where things started to get a little bit difficult for me to watch. Okay. Um, and it, like I said, it's not to say that it didn't work hard because they absolutely did. And um, th- this was quite a, it was definitely a very slow build to, to get there. So for me personally, it took a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Again, we, when I certainly struggled is, again, for, for me, watching Japanese wrestling is, is a very is a very new experience. And <laughs> you'll be more familiar with how the crowds are than I am. Now, mm. I, I've certainly seen matches in Japan before, so it's not the first time. So I'm aware that they're incredibly polite, which yes. it is awesome. <laughs> but I just, for some things, I just don't feel it works. And particularly this type of match it i don't it felt like it to be blunt it felt like the crowd didn't care and i'm sure that's not the case no i think at all it, it's just the the clap crowds don't help like it's, it's not necessarily to the fact that the japanese fans are quiet for this it's difficult to say because this company's never had a fully audible crowd because they've only been allowed to clap ever since the company started yeah, and um, you know, so it's difficult to say how they would react. There's like there's plenty of loud crowds in Japan for certain things at certain times. Yeah, and sometimes the crowds can be misleading as well because they are just quiet sometimes. Um, but like if you, the <laughs> my favorite moment of Japanese wrestling for a long time was when John Moxley beat Juice Robinson at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and he's like he just stands at the crowd staring at people and they're going wild and he goes. Who's going to beat me? And he turns around and then Minoru Suzuki's music hits and the entire crowd just goes mental. <laughs> yep. That's great, but you can't have those moments at the minute because we're only allowed to go. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's, it, it just, it, it's so <laughs> hard to watch because you could see they were, they were working so hard. Like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, it wasn't, you know, it couldn't have been more obvious than, than when they started going into the crowd. <laughs> and they would put stuff on the floor. You know, you could hear people rose down, coughing, you know. Like, <laughs> if you could hear that, it just, it takes the drama out of it and just completely yeah. takes you away. And I'm just thinking, ah, it, it, yeah. The, the, I, again, like I said, I, you've got COVID, the fact that it's new and everything as well. <laughs> there needs to be more people there. Or just, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is there, but just that, for, for me, that started to become a bit of a problem yeah and i can understand that you know it's a difficult time to be a japanese wrestling fan in one sense in another sense it's a great time to be a japanese wrestling fan because it's not just new japan doing good stuff in fact new japan have been off the boil for about six months well close to a year so noah are doing amazing things and ddt are doing incredible things and Tokyo Joshi Pro and Stardom and all of these companies are bubbling up and getting bigger and bigger crowds and they're going to Budokan Hall and they're going to Sumo Hall and they're doing amazing things. However, it doesn't translate well when you tell your mates, hey, you've got to watch Wrestle Universe this weekend. There's going to be a killer Noah show at Budokan. 
and then the crowd are going <laughs> you know it's like no matter how good the matches are it doesn't necessarily pull a western audience in just because of that issue so i can completely understand what you're saying yeah yeah okay let's move on to the show we should have been i did try to start talking about and realize i got the wrong one <laughs> we were in IG. we were in nagayo sports center number two not number one number two 195 people were there um, and it opened with Stronghearts, Sima, L. Lindemann, Issei Inosaka, and they went up against John Toshu, Keiichi Sato, and Shigo Iri, who is normally a member of Stronghearts. However, man down and all that, so he joined the other side for a, for a day. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, got to do what you got to do. Uh, and Toncho and Saito aren't really healed, so it's fine. 13 minutes and 55 seconds. This was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. Good back and forth, six-man opener. What's your thoughts on this one? The, yeah, but again, the, the, this was another good one. You know, the, the tag matches, like you said, are, are definitely an art form. I mean, one thing I do want to ask because I have a funny feeling that you may potentially know the answer, um, <laughs> and you'll have you'll have to forgive me because I can't remember his name. But there was one of the guys who was wearing the black and white singlet. Uh, Iri, Shige, big lad, Shigehiro Inri, Iri. Do you know yes. if he's Do you know if he's wrestled in the UK much over the last couple of years? Let us have a look at. Because I, I could have sworn I saw him at an Attack Pro Wrestling show in Cardiff. It's a possibility. Let's have a look. He, he has wrestled... super familiar. 2AW. Uh, hang on. 2A Advective Advanced DDT. Japan Pro Wrestling Team Dero J Stage Pro. WXW. So he's definitely been to Europe. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Zero. Ice Ribbon. Osaka Style. GCW. So he's been to the States. You might have seen him there. Wrestle One. Tantara yeah. Bro, Pro Wrestling Land's End. Yeah. What, like Land's End? <laughs> That's what I was thinking then. <laughs> he took Fight Club Pro. There you go. Attack Pro Wrestling. Yes, you have seen him in person. There we go. I knew it. Yeah, him. see? Yeah. yeah. That was in 2020, he wrestled for Attack Club Pro. Does it say what attack show that was on, just out of curiosity? Uh, oh, hang on. I've got, to, I've got to go back now. Let me go myself. Ah, it doesn't. Uh, I'd have to go back to 2020. It might take a while for us to do that. But ah, yes, if, you, okay. no if you could, if you could cross reference. Oh, hang on. But is that one match? Uh, yeah, it was. He was in. Uh, he was tagging with the anti-form police against Shota Umino, Kyle Fletcher, and Kid Lycos Two. Oh my <laughs> God! Is that a good memory? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man. It's it's one of those things where I, I I don't know if if you are familiar with Attack Pro Wrestling at all. I I have been to an Attack show, so yes, awesome. I, I've been to Attack. I went to the Shikara show that they did with Attack at the Masons Lodge in Cardiff. That's, oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. It's, oh, yes, I, I I get. I'm not going to go too much into it because I get so sad with her, and I I think people know how Attack ended. If they don't, look it up on the internet. Um, it's there for you to read, but it sucks how it ended. Uh, but I loved Attack. And as soon as I saw him, I was thinking, where have I seen him before? <laughs> <laughs> he's been uh, everywhere. Yeah. You know, he, he's one of those guys, um, he kind of fits into the Strongheart style because Stronghearts are about not necessarily doing the same thing your entire career. You know, yeah. the the if you went back 20 years ago, people like Tetsuya Nato, Nato who grew up in New Japan, have only wrestled for New Japan, have only wrestled for New Japan affiliates and consider any other form of wrestling not wrestling. That was the norm 20 or 30 years ago. It was a real cradle to grave business. If you started in all Japan, you retired in all Japan. You know, there wasn't any 
in between. And in the last 15 years or so, the people who've risen to the top in the business are the ones who just didn't do the same thing. Yeah. Like Gedo and Jado left New Japan very early on in their careers, went to FMW, to All Japan, to uh, UWA in Mexico, to UWA in Japan. They let all of this different experience, and now they're considered the two best booking minds in Japanese wrestling, you know, because they have all this experience. And I think Erie kind of fits in with that strong hearts mentality of we're going to do our thing and wherever we do it, we do it, but we're going to do our thing. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. He, he, like I said, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I knew him from somewhere. And, and, he, did, <laughs> and he did a spot where, you know, he, he just, I couldn't help but laugh. Um, he just, he did a cannonball and he openly shouted cannonball. He <laughs> made me think of Will Ferrell from Anchorman. Uh, it was so funny um, again this was one of those where there was just loads going on it was, it was a really good match but um, there was a particularly good false finish with the they, they did like a pile driver followed by a fast yeah. and the moonsault I was like good god that was a good uh, false finish but it was great <laughs> yeah it was awesome next up we had Samu Watanabe and Tieda I think minutes and 34 seconds kind of a well, I'll say younger person's match because Tita's been wrestling for about eight years now, but it was kind of like in that mold of the younger wrestlers having their moment. And uh, yeah, it was good. Watanabe continues to be a star and I think he's going to be the kind of long-term player for this promotion. And yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this. Wasn't an awful lot to say about it because it didn't last very long, but it was good. A solid outing, as we yeah, like to say. Th- th- this was another one for me where the, just, just the crowd would just... It, it, it really impacted on it, you know, whether or not, you know, after the show, you know, they they bought a ton of their merchandise or, you know, <laughs> the hell out of them to thank them for their efforts. Who knows? But I just felt so sorry for them because yeah. they were working so hard. And I was just, I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, this is not I don't you know, because as everybody knows, wrestlers only have X amount of bumps on their bump card. And I was thinking. I don't want these guys to be taking bumps for the sake of it because it, it just, like I said, I, I know it's not the case and I don't want people to say that I'm saying the crowd don't care because I know yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not the case, but that's how it comes across and it just made me feel sorry for them. Yeah, no, I can understand that. I think this is this is kind of as well when you've got tournament matches on the card as well, crowds tend to reserve their energy because they know that's important. Yeah. And I know this isn't important. It was important to Watanabe to go win back after losing on the previous card, but the people aren't necessarily going to know that. So yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, it it, it, I, it was just solid. It was just there was nothing to write home about it, but it was fine. And Watanabe still looks amazing, and Tida's all right, and that's it. There's no, it's one of those things. It does what it says on the tin match, as we like to call it on the Troopany show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, nothing to write home about. But then again, not awful either. Just, yeah. just there. Uh, what was a lot better was Michigo Miyagi and Yuki Harasawa, Hakusa Hasakawa, get it right in the end. Uh, they got their win back uh, against Keihu Matsushita and Toyotoru Satsuka in 11 minutes and 58 seconds. More high-paced Joshi action. Uh, the only person who wasn't trained by Emi Sakura in this match was Miyagi, who was trained by Meiko Satomura, Emi Sakura's mate. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the, the, unsurprisingly, as uh, they they kind of all had the same uh, upbringing in Joshi, uh, yeah, they all did really really well, um, and I thought it was fun. 
What's your thoughts on this one? The, the, the type of submissions on display in this was, was brilliant. I mean, pretty, pretty much that's what I noticed with pretty much most of the women in this was every one of them at some point were busting out some form of cool submission. Yeah. So it's like they've obviously, you know, like you said, have been trained very similarly or by the same person. But it's like, okay, that's, you know, they, they all worked similarly but different. So it was it was cool. The, the only thing that I would take out is I just felt there was about far too many drop kicks uh, as like a go-to, you know, yeah. oh, what, what do we do now? Oh, drop kick. There was way too many of them just for the sake of it. But other than that, really good. I think that's the in Joshi, a drop kick is like a jab. It's your constant go-to. And that's, yeah. the, that's the jumping bomb angels' fault because they used to do this bit where they do double drop kicks like the old AJW ring used to have a circle in the middle where the logo was and they drop people around, drop kick people around the circle. <laughs> Just <laughs> continuous drop kicks. So it became kind of the standard. Miyagi was trained by Mako Satamora, whose hero is Billy Robinson. So, you know, she's going to be quite good at submission wrestling because <laughs> she won't be allowed outside the Sendai Girl Dojo unless you're any good at the Sendai submission wrestling. Um, also... Miyagi actually had a UWF-style match with uh, Ashimoto, Sendai Girls Champion, at the Boxing Day show, which she lost. And they're kind of telling a story of her growth as a professional wrestler. The fact she couldn't beat her dojo sister was an interesting story to tell. Um, but Hash is like twice her size and a proper submission-style wrestler. She's a big horse of a wrestler. <laughs> it's like watching Stan Hansen in female form. Uh, so, you know... Um, yeah, so that they're doing quite a lot with them too, and yeah, it, but again, it, a lot of the time it's, with these type of matches, it's just like entertain people for twelve minutes, and that's what they did, and this was really good at doing that. Yeah. Right then, then we get on to the Hayato, sorry, GMAX title first champion decision tournament quarterfinal match, which Hayato, Hayato Tamora defeated Yu Iska in nine minutes and twenty two seconds. He goes on to the semifinals, which will be on. Tuesday on the 22nd. Um, so yeah, this was big it and hope match. <laughs> I did enjoy this one, but it was a little on the short side for my particular taste. But they're trying to get Tamora over as a kind of a monster who's plowing through the tournament, so that's understandable. What did you think of this one, Matt? Yeah, this was good. Like, this was a very you know, sort of hard hitting, brawling sort of style of match, which was good. The, the, the finish was quite explosive as well. I enjoyed that. It's, I don't, I don't mind um, matches sort of being on the shorter side for for this type of thing. So th- this worked for me quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's one of them things. That, I mean, like no one's it's not been good enough for anyone cage. Well, no one's put enough just votes in for the cage match guys to get a rating on it. And it's kind of one of them things. It's a bit of a story match within the tournament as they're making, you know, Tamora's loss at Boxing Day is kind of feeding his anger to get him through this tournament. So that's kind yeah. of where they're going with this. So that makes sense. And I'm always a fan of, um, you know, booking that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we get back to the regular army versus bulk orchestra uh, shenanigans. Uh, Kazayashi, Rising Hayato, and Takanori Ito defeated Kazuma Sakamoto, Nobuhiro Shimatani, and Reichi Kawakama in 16 minutes and 23 seconds. Kazayashi, as I've said before, is a man that makes me think about my... Um, achievements in life and I think I've done fairly well for myself you know a couple of degrees and a long time businessman and mayor of my hometown twice and then I look at Kazayashi who's been a world-class professional wrestler for the last 35 years and he's a year older than me 
and still looks 20 years younger than me. <laughs> Some people just have all the luck, don't they? They, they do. You know, he was in WCW. <laughs> so what can you do? He, he, he's just a wrestling genius. And this is another case of wrestling genius coming to the fore. I love this match. I thought it was great. What do you think of this one, Matt? It, again, the, the, these types of matches, I'm starting to learn fast already. They just started off absolutely crazy. <laughs> just everybody's everywhere brawling all over the shop it's, it's great like I said the, the, these types of matches are definitely what Japan seems to do very very well okay then no worries it is, that's it it's just the it's just what great what is great about Glate is this style of match and the things that they do with these styles of matches and they're really really good um, next we have a mini grudge match Minoru Tanaka and T-Hook the previous evening as we discussed Botched the ending of their match, which ended up with Minoru Tanaka getting, oh, sorry, T Hawk getting pinned and Minoru Tanaka taking the blame for the loss for their team. They focus that into the main event of this particular show with T Hawk taking out a win against Minoru Tanaka. Tanaka is normally a shoot style wrestler on the Glate roster, but he can wrestle a lucha match when the mood takes him. So this was a nice way of going about it and had all the advantages that Seema uh, versus Ito from the previous evening didn't have in that the sense that they could both work a similar style and thus I think it was a lot smoother and a lot more successful in trying to tell the story that it had and it was a well main event worthy match and T-Hawk looks really good in that main event position what's your thoughts on this one Matt? It, it was it was good again another thing that um, did sort of stick out to me and unfortunately due to the, uh, the, the quiet crowd and, and this is you know regardless even if the crowd were a little bit louder I'm not sure that there'd be something they can do about this, but the, the only way I can say it is the grunting that, <laughs> that are coming from the performers. Like, I know they're trying to put over the certain moves are devastating, but I don't know. Just There were just some moves that I was just thinking, my God, it, it sounds as if somebody's sawing their leg off. <laughs> it just feels re... And I mean, hey, let's face it, wrestling is over the top. We all know this. That, that's, why, <laughs> that's why we love the damn thing. But <laughs> there was just certain times where I was just like, oh, just tone it down a notch because <laughs> it, it just came across as just really phony. Um, and like, yeah, it, it, it bothered me a little bit. Um, but other than that, like I said, it, this, this was quite a sort of slow build. But, but, you know, they did get there. And there was a particularly really cool wheelbarrow German suplex spot, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, th- this was good otherwise. Yeah, and this, is, this is the thing. It's like Minoru Snark is another one. He's 49 years old and he's been at the top of every company he's been in since he was like 18. Like his debut with New Japan was in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> so, you know, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, even, I think it's safe to say. Even 30 years later, he's still like, you know, he's going to be pretty handy. And he still is. That's the thing. I think this is the thing with Glate is the sense of, like, if you found any 49-year-old performer from the WWE and put them on Raw, it wouldn't work because, no. Whereas these guys have got the older guys, true, but they've got the right older guys to do the job and the styles that they are best at and the way they can translate their stories and get younger people like T-Hawk over, that's his. That's Tanaka's job. And he's yeah. done it exceptionally well. Um, and yeah, so that gets us to the end of the show. Have I put you off, Joshi and Puro Resu forever, Matt? 
can't I can't say I've been put off forever. Um, but at the same time, I, I can't say it's something that, that I'm gonna be super excited to dive back into very soon. <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely can see me watching it again. Um, you know, like, like I said to you before, uh, before we recorded, I watch these shows back to back. That's a bad idea. <laughs> One of these on their own would have been fine. I think that's how I'll do it next time. Okay, then. So in about six months' time, I can call yeah. you back and say, hey, do you want to watch some Glate? And you'll go, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, what, why, why not? I mean, this, why, why not? There, there, are, there are things on there, you know, that, that are pretty good and, and we're worth going out of your way to see, so why not? There you go, you see? That's the thing we like here on the Troopany Show is opening people's hearts and minds. Alan Cheapshop, uh, earlier today, posted a tweet about the fact that when he was growing up, if he'd only just watched WWF and not yeah. watched anything else, he would have missed WCW, he would have missed the NWO, he would have missed New Japan Pro Wrestling growing, the junior heavyweight revolution with Jushin Liger, um, the birth of AEW, Impact Wrestling's greatest moments. And he said, if I'd missed all that, I wouldn't really enjoy wrestling very much, would I? And I think that's a very true thing. And I said, I replied to him, open minds and open hearts is how you should watch professional wrestling. And that's the kind of thing we try and embrace at the Troopany Show. As Dara puts it, wrestling wrestling podcast by people who love wrestling which is what we try and do and whether it's wrestling you don't know an awful lot about we will try and entertain you and we will try and inform you and if it's wrestling you do know about we will try and give you opinions from across the wrestling world as to why you should or why you shouldn't like it or why you should just ignore us and just enjoy it for yourself but we like having a laugh and we like talking about wrestling and that's what the Troopany Show is really about. Absolutely and to, I, I think that's the one thing that that a lot of people get lost in. At the end of the day, <laughs> it's it's people in spandex, tr- you know, pretending to fight. It's like, come on, guys, <laughs> we, we you know wrestling is meant to be fun. You know, come on, enjoy it for what it is. There's there's no need to get so worked up. Just enjoy the thing. <laughs> That's it. I mean, me and Matt have literally spent the last seven years disagreeing on everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but it's, that doesn't mean we don't love wrestling and we won't go out of each other. I will listen to Matt and say if he recommends something to me, I will take it seriously because Matt has good opinions on wrestling. And hopefully, you know, as proven by today's show, he's done the same for me. So I, I, I thank you very much for your presence, sir. And we're very glad to have you on the Troopany Show. Thank you very much for having me on. Very much appreciated. That's okay. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the wonderful, uh, wonderful world of Twitter. Um, feel free to contact me. I am on at MattRob90, and that is MattRob90 with one T because I hate it with two. So at <laughs> Rob90 is where you will find me. Okay, you can find me at, uh, at Sheriff Lonestar on Twitter. You can find the show Troopany Show on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, as well as Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. It was a big week of wrestling this week. If you want to go listen to the Wrestling Rewind, they covered the Elimination Chamber from last night. Uh, there was two big New Japan shows this weekend. We'll probably get to look at them next weekend. Uh, there is the big serious show from Germany with our friend Jazzy Gabbert making her first efforts into wrestling promotion she's been on about that for years and then covid hit and she couldn't run her show so i hope she has a great show tonight uh jazzy i hope you really enjoy yourself and you have a lot of fun i'm going to watch it on the replay because it started around about the time we record and i didn't realize so i will get it on fight tv later it's on fight tv that's cool first promotions first show in germany on fight tv how cool is that 
Um, That's a good platform. There is. It's awesome. And I hope they have a cracking night. I hope they do really, really well. Um, what else is there this week? There's all sorts of wrestling stuff. AEW, Tony Khan's probably I Jesus. Don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, there'll be loads of cool wrestling stuff. And next week, I am recording a show with Dara about um, the wonderful like Mita. And he's promised me he knows nothing about us. So that should be really entertaining um because if you've listened to this show you know we talk about her a lot and how important she is to wrestling history so dara watching joshi he's never seen before always a good show to listen to i will probably get to the new japan shows with john at some point this week so that'll probably be next monday's show but the dara show will be to look forward to in the future uh enjoy your wrestling everybody take care have a great week thank you for all the well wishes about my health i am back to full fighting fitness just in time to return to work after having a week off and being ill for most of it Hey who, take care. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.